Welcome to Sex Genius. These are short interviews with the people who live, eat, and breathe sex. These are people with creative minds and intelligent conversations that surround sex and sexuality, and most of all, our sexual health. This interview was done with Dr. Carol Queen. Her bio states that she is a writer, speaker, educator, and activist with a doctorate in sexology. First, as an organizer in the lesbian gay community where she helped found one of the first gay youth groups in the United States, and later in the emerging international bisexual community, as a sex worker and a practitioner of alternative sexualities, she typically teaches and writes from her own experiences and that of her communities even as she references academic thought on these subjects. So listen in and retain some knowledge from this royal sex genius. So I have the wonderful and famous Carol Queen here with me and I'm so excited um, that uh, you allowed me to use your space at the Center for Sex and Culture um, to hold a workshop so that's super exciting for me and it's an awesome and beautiful space so if anybody's ever in San Francisco you should definitely uh, take a look at it and um, maybe check out a book or buy a book or support the space in any way you can. Um, but Carol tell me about like your um, what are you what 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 are you known for? <laughs> well, I've, I wear three main hats, and so the shorthand of what I'm known for is really that I'm the staff sexologist at Good Vibrations, mm-hmm. one of the oldest women-owned, focused, uh, it's not women-owned anymore, but it's always been women-focused, and it was women-founded, uh, sex toy companies in the world, not just the second in the United States, the third in the world, as far as I know, mm. um, and I've been working there for pretty close to 25 years. Wow. Next year, it'll be 25 years. I'm known for that. I'm known for being the co-founder of the Center for Sex and Culture. My partner, Robert Morgan Lawrence, and I uh, cooked that entity up. Um, We got our nonprofit status in 2000 and 2001. If anybody had told us that almost 15 years later, we would still be running down there to lock the door at night. (laughs) Perhaps we would not have had the strength to do this, but... (laughs) Nobody warned us, so we did it, and it's a beautiful entity. Thank you for the kind words about it. Mm-hmm. Um, library, archive, um, cultural space, meeting space, sex ed class space uh, for people of every gender and orientation that we can serve as long as they're old enough to come in the door. And um, it's an honor to be part of that project with a lot of other super dedicated and fabulous volunteers. And then finally, I'm known for writing books and running around um, ranting about them, uh, uh, (laughs) talking about sex and culture issues, being a pleasure activist, being a um, sort of a academic without portfolio Mm. um, about issues around sex and culture, because that really is um, I've got a doctorate in sexology. I've got a um, an earlier degree in sociology and sex and culture, every bit as much as sex as we have it in our solo or coupled or in a room full of people bodies is interesting to me. It's all very interesting to me. Yeah. So what, I mean, you, you've 
you've been around, you know, for a long time and you've been an inspiration. I mean, even uh, the volunteer who came last night, you know, she said how you were such an inspiration to her and you were to me as well. You are to me as well. And so, um, that's why I'm just super excited just to be in your presence. But, um, can you tell me what are some of the, um, uh, the best, I guess, advice that you have for folks or the things that you've learned over the years that have really, I guess, stood out to you the most? Well, I think in general, we've got almost all of us insufficient sex education and information. The, the education we get is kind of osmosed from our families and our, the cultures around us. It often is full of warning messages and often explicitly negative messages. Mm. And then we go and get some sex ed and usually it's not an enormous improvement. Um, once we get to college, if we luck out, we get to really sort of explore those issues and and deconstruct them for ourselves, but many people never have that opportunity, of course. So the first thing I want to say is I think that people should just try to get more comfortable thinking about, talking about, learning about sex, mm -hmm. even before you, even before you lie down with somebody or mm -hmm. bend over or stand over in the corner or whatever it is you're going to do, <laughs> go to bed, <laughs> do in the garage, wherever it is, even before you get sexual, even with yourself or another person, but certainly with another person, can you just talk to all your friends about sexuality related issues, even if they're social ones, mm -hmm. social, cultural, personal, the gamut, when you can communicate comfortably you have got such a leg up, and I don't just mean the sexual position. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so many people, once they realize that there's a body of knowledge, and many people have talked about this and thought about it and represented in all kinds of different ways in our diversity, and I mean that in many ways too, it's such a relief to know that the, the thing that you maybe didn't learn quite enough about so that you were always anxious, and that's a best-case scenario for many people. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't get any horrible messages, but you just didn't get enough support. When you learn that it doesn't have to be like that, it can take the lid off of so many kinds of repression in your life. And that, of course, includes whatever might be happening in bed or leaning over the couch. Or mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, I think, is the... That's the biggest advice that I have for people. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's, hey, you have a body. It's supposed to be able to give you pleasure. It might not be in the same exact way as anybody else. Mm -hmm. There is no one way mm -hmm. to experience it, to experience desire, to experience arousal and orgasm. You're unique. Um, that doesn't mean you're alone, but you're unique. So respect yourself not only in the way they told you to respect yourself, which means don't have sex with anybody else. Mm -hmm. Respect yourself in the way that your body tells you what it responds to. Mm -hmm. And listen to, it. Mm -hmm. listen to it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of work that I do is really about listening, listening to yeah. your body. Like, breathing, you know, breath work and, um, and really answering those questions, what you're talking about, I, I sort of call them their, your sexual relationship identity, you know, sort of thinking about, um, how you relate, how many times do you want to have sex? You know, what time of day? That, yeah. Like right? explore all those different things that yeah. I think are, you know, important for you to know. 
um, about yourself and that you could always rediscover, you know, always ask yourself questions, yeah. you know, a few years later or whatever and revamp the answers. Cause of course, you know, people change, we all evolve. So, um, so I, I guess, um, is there anything else that you would like to mention or any other insight you would like to give us? Well, because you and I both do workshops and teaching, mm -hmm. I, I think I, you know, people who are tuning into you already probably have received this message from you, but I want to reinforce it that there are people moving into the world now whose goal it is to teach from a positive place mm -hmm. about sex and sexuality, sexual possibility, um, helping to tame shame, uh, giving you more fun, lovely ideas to try out. There are people who want to do this work as their contribution to a better world. And I just want to remind the people who are paying attention to take advantage of that if they want and honor that. Let people know about it. If they've got friends who seem to be having a rough time around sex, let them know that there are classes mm -hmm. as well as books. There's this knowledge base is growing and it isn't just static. It's always growing because new people are coming to the table, bringing new perspectives. So even if you took a sex ed class 20 years ago, mm -hmm. there might be some, you know, it's not like sex changed altogether in that <laughs> 20 years, but the, the discourses continue to evolve mm -hmm. and everybody's got something new to, um, be enlightened by now, I would say. Yeah. It's, it's, as you say, it is always evolving, not just our bodies and what we might like and what we might be willing or interested to try, but the research that's happening to help us exactly. explain all exactly. that. So, I just want to encourage people to, to let, to be a lifelong learner. Yes. On this issue. Yes. It's sure is. is at least as research. much, <laughs> it's at least as much fun as continuing to go to cooking classes yeah. your entire life. <laughs> at least as much fun. Yes. And just really be their own sexpert, right? Like right. really do, um, you know, I always say it's like about it's education you know, it's about empowering yourself. It's about examining everything that you do, you know, and it just really looking into yourself and really, you know, having the knowledge to do so. So, yeah, being able to say, wow, that seems to be my experience. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll honor that. Mm -hmm. You know, many people don't have the privilege to feel that way about themselves mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. would like us all to get to that place at least. Yes, yes. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you uh, doing pleasure. this interview. My and, honor um, to you, Marla. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, have a good day. Thank you.